guys, this is going to be the beginning of a beautiful podcast. We're not playing. Actually, we are playing. Mm. My name's Ben. I'm from Australia. What city in Australia are you from? The second largest city. Melbourne. Good guess. I'm from Melbourne, the best city in Australia and probably the world. Whoa. Hey, whoa. whoa. Hold on. Hold on. I've never been to Melbourne. Sad. <laughs> you... You don't live there anymore. No, but I still have a special place in my heart for my hometown. You love your hometown. I do. Well, I do too. Thank you. I love my hometown. Vancouver is a beautiful city also. Yes, Vancouver, Canada, baby. There are three cities I've really enjoyed living in, and they are Melbourne, Vancouver, and Sendai. You have lived in my country. Yes. And I have lived in your country. Yeah. It's like sharing a bed with a good friend. No. No? (laughs) (laughs) Not really. You know my smell, and I know how you smell. (laughs) Yeah. I understand your background a little bit. And you understand mine. When I first went to Australia, I was 19 years old. So young. Yes. How old were you when you went to Canada? 20. Okay. Yeah. I had my 21st birthday in Canada. Tell me, Ben. (laughs) Yes. How long have you been teaching English? I've been teaching English for 13 years. It's been a beautiful 13 years, and I've enjoyed teaching English in Japan and Australia. Wow, so you taught English in Japan and Australia. That's right. I started my English teaching career in Japan, and I continued in Melbourne at an international school, and now I'm back in Japan teaching again. Awesome. Hmm. Tell me, how old were you when you started teaching English? I was 23. Yes, and my philosophy has a special name. Your philosophy? Yeah, my teaching philosophy. My idea of how to teach well. Okay, well, please tell tell me, what is it? How would you make a word if you join education and entertainment? And entercation. No. Edutainment. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I guessed it in just my second try. See, I'm a good teacher. So your teaching philosophy is edutainment. Edutainment. Awesome. Mm, It rolls off the tongue. I love it. Mm. I love it. Yes. I think most of the people who are tuning in to this podcast, they already know who I am. Sure. They know Abe, the free bird. That's right. 
the Abe Kaiwa, the Go Go God. Yes, <laughs> yes I've been the podcasting. master of the microphone. <laughs> I've been I've been podcasting for four and a half years already. Yeah, but Mm-mm. our podcast, Yoshi and I, Go Go Abe Kaiwa. Yes. Is half in Japanese. Sure. So, of course, it's specifically for Japanese English learners. That's right. Now, you and me, Ben, baby, Ben, Benny, baby. We don't speak that Japanese. <laughs> no, yeah, we're doing a 100% English program. That's right. So, this is a different kind of podcast where it's two native speakers. Two having... teachers. Two teachers. Talking. Natural edutainment. Natural edutainment. People from Vancouver are called Vancouverites. Hmm. What are people from Melbourne called? People from Melbourne are called Melburnians. Unless you ask somebody from Sydney. Sydney is the cap... No, it's not the capital. No, Abe. It's not the capital. But it's the biggest city. How dare you? It's the most famous city. I'm going to be sick. The most famous city, I suppose. It has a bridge. It has an opera house. But the people there are brain-dead zombies with no culture. And do they call you Melburnians? They call us Melburnians on a good day, but usually they call us fucksticks or dickheads. <laughs> so Sydney and Melbourne have a, a big rivalry? That's right, a rivalry, a strange, tense relationship. Perhaps it's the same in Canada? Sure. Vancouver and Toronto? Yeah. In America, it's Los Angeles and New York. Right. In Japan, it's Osaka and Tokyo. Yes. I think it depends on your point of view. East But versus West. In my opinion, if you're from a landlocked city, you automatically lose. So you think cities that aren't on the ocean are like, crappy like not good cities because i'm from a city on the ocean like most australian cities i can't imagine living in a city where i can't access a beach so the beach is very important sure to all australians hmm beach culture is a huge part of our life oh toronto is on a like a shoreline but it's not the ocean it's a very big lake see it's a lake not good enough not good enough <laughs> i agree in the end it's a confined trapped it's, body of water it's a shitty lake it's a shitty let's be fair sure It's a great It's lake. One of the great <laughs> lakes. So that those huge lakes in yes. that area, Lake Michigan, Lake Erie, right. Lake Superior. 
Anyway, there's like five of them. It's one. It's a huge, huge lake. Yeah. And people from Toronto like to think that it's just as good as an ocean. Sure, they're wrong. Yes, they're completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing fresh about a lake. Well, actually, there is, because <laughs> lakes, <laughs> lakes have fresh water, yes. whereas Oceans have salt water. Well, okay. So there's you got at, me. There's at least one thing <laughs> fresh about a lake, and the that's water. the fresh water. <laughs> yeah. The very Fre <laughs> fresh water means you know water with no salt in it. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, when I say fresh, I mean water that's circulating around the world, moving around the world. The mystery of the ocean. The depth. So the ocean, for you, mm. is very special. Yeah. I feel at peace. I feel relaxed. And I feel when I'm at the beach and looking at the ocean, in some way I feel connected to the rest of the world. Ben, how often do you go to the beach? In Sendai? In Japan? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean... We live about maybe eight kilometers away from the beach. In summer? How often do you go there, Mr. Beachman? <laughs> In summer? Uh, when it's not raining? When was, when was the last time you went to the beach? Two weeks ago. Bullshit. I did. Did you? Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, I haven't been to the beach for a long time. It's the rainy season sometimes in Sendai, which is something we don't have in Melbourne. Well, so. not sometimes. It's the rainy season once a year. <laughs> yeah, it comes every year. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it feels like there is no summer when the rainy season is too long. Anyway, we're in the middle of rainy season now. Yes. Yeah. It's not the best time to go to the beach. And... Speaking of Sendai, yeah. we live in a city called Sendai, Japan. That's right. In Miyagi yeah. Prefecture. It's a beautiful place. It's a special part of Japan where the mountains and the forests grow. Mountains don't grow. Don't they? <laughs> Not really. But mountains are a special thing for me. It's one of the reasons I love Japan and I loved your country. Because in Australia, we don't have big mountains. You love looking at mountains. Yes. Just looking at a mountain is enough to make me feel excited. Trees, monkeys. Monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> it's something you can't understand because you take mountains for granted. Mm, you know, I do like mountains. Sure. But not as much as I like the ocean. I I prefer going to the beach than I do going hiking in a mountain. Yeah, but that's because you grew up with mountains. Maybe. Yeah, I'm from British Columbia. There's right. a lot of mountains there. The first time I went to Canada... And I saw a real mountain with snow on top. 
I said, oh my God. <laughs> and I stared and stared and I couldn't believe it was real. There are some very majestic and amazing mountains. Incredible. Beautiful. In British Columbia. Stunning. The Rocky Mountains. Yeah. The coastal mountains. Too amazing. Mm-hmm. In Australia, we have hills. Right. You don't have it's any big flat. mountains. It's a very old yeah. continent. Japan has mountains, some good ones. But Same as they're Japan. they're not quite as big and, and jagged and majestic That's right. as the Canadian In mountains. In Canada, they're very obvious. They're suddenly the land sweeps upwards it's quite special mm. but and you feel so small and you realize the power of mother earth yes and that's all very nice mm. yeah. but just personally for me it's like a nipple a giant whoa, nipple wing. see no like for me no not sexual no, at all nothing sexual no are you sure no no, mm. no nothing sexual about mountains what was your first job teaching English? Uh, so I came to Japan with Nova. Nova was one of the largest English conversation schools in the country. At that time, it was the number one, the, the largest conversation school. Yeah, probably. And in Melbourne, I saw the advertisement. And I went for an interview, and I passed the interview. Somehow. Somehow. And they said, where would you like to go? You have three choices. Kyoto, Tokyo, or Sendai. Kyoto or Tokyo or Sendai. I think most people would have chosen Tokyo... Second choice, Kyoto, and maybe third choice, Sendai. What made you, why did you choose Sendai? Sendai is a a smaller city, one million people in the northeastern uh, region. So what, what made you choose Sendai? They asked me, why do you want to go to Japan? And I said, from what I've heard, there's some great snowboarding in Japan. Ah. And they said, well, near Sendai, there are some mountains and you can enjoy snowboarding. So I said, well, where do I sign? Wow. So you you chose Sendai just for snowboarding. Yes. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't interested in living in Tokyo. I, I was born in the city. I grew up in a city. I didn't want a city experience. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. And tell me about Nova. Like, how was your training? Terrible. (laughs) Why? I don't recommend Nova. It was a lot of pressure for no reason. Even Uh, in the training? Yeah, in the training. uh, There was too much focus on textbooks and student scores and there was no focus on happiness 
communication, communication, yeah, and good relationships between students and teachers. It was teaching in an industrial way. Really, so you、mm. felt like the kind of training system was almost robotic. Yes, I felt they didn't value their students, and it was like a factory. So they wanted you to be like a English teacher robot. Yes, there was no personality that was encouraged, or they didn't care how you have a relationship with your students. All they care about is following the book. I see. And how long was the training period?、Uh, I think about one month. Okay, that's、hmm. pretty good. Yeah, you did one month of training. I did, and then you started teaching. Sure. How did it go? Ah,、uh, it was fine. I was working between two schools, one in inner city Sendai, and the other deep, deep into the suburbs. Okay. Hmm. Which was very difficult, transport wise. And、so you had to take a public bus or something. I had to take a train and a bus and a walk, and to go home after my final lesson, I had to run, sprint, for the last bus. Oh, because the classes are until like nine p.m. That's right. Yeah. Ah, yes. And the yes. buses were running from a shopping mall, so I had to quickly finish my class. Do my lesson records and run for the bus. Wow! Did you ever miss the bus? Yes, and then I had to ride in the car of my supervisor, who I hated. Oh no! <laughs> so if you miss the bus, you have、mm. to get a, a ride from your supervisor. That's right, and he lived in the same building But, as I did. I'm sorry to hear about that, but. How were the classes? How was the teaching? The classes were great because I realized, even though I didn't agree with the training, when I was in the class, I could teach in my style. Ah, so once the door is closed, yes, you were the master of the classroom. I could do my own style. I could have a natural conversation with the students. Out what they're interested in, because every student has a different reason for learning a language. How long did it take you to realize that teaching was something that you're good at and that you enjoy? I think, especially at the time, I was a very social person. I still am. I enjoy conversations with people. And I care about giving people a good experience. So, in that way, I felt that I was giving important skills to people who took my lessons. So you felt you you felt good, and you felt a sense of achievement. Yeah, in a way, helping people with their. English、sure.、Learning. Well, my my first question was always, "Why are you studying the language? Is it like what do you want to do with、right. English? Find、And、the student's goal." That's right. So the textbook 
always follows a one road. And for many students, that's not the road they're interested in. Everyone has a different reason right. for studying. I want to find out what they need and help them. That's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and also, for my benefit, so I can have a good experience in the class, I want to learn about the person. You want it to be give and take. Yeah. That's right. Why like, not? Like playing catch. Yeah. Here's the ball. Catch. Here's some English that will help you. Now pass it back to me. Now pass it back to me. That's one of the things that I've found about teaching English is I learn so much. That's right. From people. I started teaching when I was very young. You were very young. You were still learning about the world. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I was a teenager. 19 years old. Wow, 19. I was on a working holiday visa, and my first job was with a company called Yamaha. Yamaha. Yeah. Fine creators of pianos. Yep. Pianos, motorcycles, other musical instruments. Motorcycles with pianos attached to them. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> motor motor yeah. pianos. So I had a job interview. Mm. I had failed many interviews. Oh, so you were already in Japan when you had the interview. Yes, yeah. So I came... why did you come originally? Ah, just for an adventure. Mm. I failed many job interviews because I was too young. Mm. People didn't want a 19-year-old English teacher. Yeah. And that's understandable. Were you wearing your hat backwards? <laughs> no. Doing hip-hop dances? <laughs> no, but I didn't have a suit and I didn't have a necktie. Right. I didn't I didn't own one. So I was going to interviews wearing like a collared shirt and a black pair of pants. Not a proper suit. And they thought, we don't need this guy. They thought, yeah. They this just guy's thought, trouble. 19-year-old Canadian. Yeah, no thank you. No thank you. But Yamaha, um, I guess they really needed a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> they were desperate. They take anything they can get. And uh, I did an interview. There was three people uh, interviewing me. And suddenly they said, you know, in... Our classes with kids, you have to sing songs and do dances. Did they ask you to give a demonstration? Well, yeah, and it was completely unexpected. I was not prepared at all. What song did you sing? Mr. Horiguchi was his name. Mr. Horiguchi yeah. comes from Yamagoto. <laughs> he suddenly said... Please sing Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. And, you know, everyone knows that song. Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. Twinkle, Twinkle, and, Little Star. Okay, everyone except you. Oh, I don't, I, I'm sorry. I don't know <laughs> that's, <the> song. <laughs> that's not how it goes. So anyway, he put me on the spot. Hmm. He said... Sing, twinkle, twinkle, little star. Boom. Dance, monkey, dance. Yeah. And, of course, I was very nervous. And I know the song, but I haven't 
sang that song since I was a a very small child. Really? He put me on the spot and I started singing. Uh, <clears throat> okay. Uh, twinkle, twinkle, little Next. star. And then as I <laughs> was... Is there anyone in the waiting room? <laughs> be nice, Ben. Sure. So uh, as I was singing no, it... As you sung, tears started falling can, from their can eyes. Can I finish? The beauty. Hey, can I finish? Like looking... Like Am looking I? at the aurora hey, borealis. Hey, ben, my story. <laughs> okay, so my story. Okay, Abe's time. <laughs> Let me finish. <laughs> it's Abe time. So, uh, I started singing the song, mm. and like as I was singing it, I started like kind of doing gestures oh, okay. and doing a little, you know, moving your body. Yeah, mm. I started like getting into it mm. because at first I felt very embarrassed and strange, yep. but then I thought, ah. Oh, you know what? Fuck it. I just got to go for it. And, you know, after I did the gestures Peter and man. stuff, the boss started clapping. Oh, great job. Because I'm not a good singer. I thought, oh, fuck. Yeah, but actually, they were like, oh, that was amazing. Wow, that's really interesting. So Twinkle, Twinkle Little Star was the start of your career in Japan. Yes. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. Well, and I then guess you were a little star. And then I started teaching English to kids. Right. And as it goes, you know, once I got a little experience, mm. other companies, they saw that I worked for Yamaha. So they thought, oh, okay. That's a good start to start with a big name company. Yeah. Like that. So they were mm. like, oh, okay, he must be good teacher. So then I started to get more who, and more. Who is this little star making, <laughs> making his yeah. a name for himself? And, and yeah, that's how it mm. began for me. I see. Well, it's a strange journey. Call me the little star. Uh, yeah, I might. <laughs> <laughs> guys, this is going to be the beginning of a beautiful podcast. You guys can hear some really natural conversations. We're not playing. Actually, we are playing. Mm. Well, I don't play. Little Twinkle Star over here. He plays <laughs> some games. Yeah. So uh, you guys are going to get the raw deal. I'm going to give you exactly how I feel. I have no secrets. So we have Twinkle Star and raw deal. Yeah. Raw Abe deal. and Ben. Raw deal. Looking forward to to doing this again. They call me... The raw deal. The raw, the raw deal. Yeah, well, it's it's just honest from the heart. Actually, usually it means a bad deal. Yeah. Like, oh man, that's a raw deal. That's true. Yeah. But the way I say it, it means like a raw, like raw meat. Mm. That doesn't sound good either. All right, Ben, thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. Anytime. Talk to you soon, buddy. <laughs> <laughs>